0: From the verb innovare, which means simply to innovate, to reform, or to change. But what is innovation? It's often tough to define, but we know it when we see it. It's a new idea, creative thoughts, new imaginations, methods, theories, it's bettering ourselves. But we take these actions often out of necessity. So what if we could harness the scrapper mentality, the hustler, the actions of those who are just trying to survive, and put it into everyday use? This is my passion project. I've attended some of the world's largest innovation conferences, developed the latest and greatest technology and produced change within organizations who were built on and preach tradition. Now I'm here to help entrepreneurs and everyday individuals make small changes and establish a new normal through new methods, ideas and standards to change your life forever. I'm Roy Edwards and welcome to the Innovare Project.
1: Welcome you to Innovare, yeah this is where we innovate, this is the podcast where change is all made. If you're not growing, then you're dying, innovation is the key to surviving, this is Innovare, where we ain't scared to make that change and create a new way, Uh uh-huh, if you're ready to learn and sit back and just chill, it's about to get real, this is Innovare.
0: What's up guys, and welcome into the Innovare Podcast, I am host Roy Edwards and I'm here to talk to you guys about leveling up it could be through a side business or a side hustle it could be in your personal goals maybe it's your health maybe it is exercise maybe it's finances maybe you're building a business or releasing the next great software that's what we are uh, that's we're here to talk about and uh, and communicate on and if if you're looking for a way to manage that and you're looking for a roadmap to success well guys I just released it. It is the Getting 1% Better Roadmap and uh, or Guidebook, rather, and it's available for download for free at inovariapodcast.com. You can go there, click on the download, download your free guidebook. It's about 15 pages of stuff that's going to help you level up, going to help you get better, and it's a way to strategically attack your goals by reverse engineering them. It is derived from the agile methodology world, but I broke it down and made it applicable in my own way called bricks, that you can implement into your everyday lives and attack those goals. Now, today's story we are getting into with Irvin. His name is Irvin, and he was an electrician, grew up. His dad was in the industry, uh, owned his own business, and kind of groomed him for entrepreneurship. But Irvin went into soccer and played semi-pro, until and, and then started to do some side hustle work. I'm not going to get too far into a story because he's about to tell it here in a couple of minutes. But he he talks about the transition of mindset and how mindset not only helped him in the business world, but when he went back to playing soccer with a new mindset and a new way to approach success and to approach things and getting one percent better, that the game slowed down for him, and he got better at soccer by implementing mindset tricks and tips that we talk about on this podcast all the time so guys i'm really excited for this conversation i loved the conversation with urban so without talking about it any further let's just bring on an urban and tell story so let's get started a once apprentice electrician at 10 years old who later turned business owner Irvin Rattis started his electrical business in Houston, Texas. He built his business over the last two and a half years from once a side hustle from scratch to now a successful business in the Houston community. He's the host of the top rated podcast Breakthrough Society, which is dedicated on helping aspiring entrepreneurs break through to the next level in their life. Welcome into the Inabari podcast, Irvin Rattis. Irvin, what's up, dude? How you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited to get going.
0: Before you get into uh, anything in your backstory or anything like that, what's it like out out in Houston right now, man? Like uh, over here on the East Coast, you know, I've been watching the news and stuff like that. I hear uh, I heard Ted Cruz jumped and just went on a beach vacation. So, like, what what's it like out there in Houston, man?
2: Uh, I'm actually in Austin right now. Oh, all right. Uh, which I think I think is a little bit worse than Houston. <laughs> Um, I don't think there's much snow anymore in Houston that I've seen, you know, in the stories and stuff like that. Um, But there's still like about six inches of snow here in Houston, but it's not even snow anymore. It turned ice. Oh, man. Uh, Still cold. Uh, The apartment, we just got the power back yesterday. We haven't got the water back yet. So I don't have the heater, which is why you see me wearing all these winter clothes and I got like my gloves on. (laughs)
0: damn man and so people people are like kind of clown in texas right now because like they're like oh well you guys afraid of a little snow or whatever but like you just said there's six inches of snow like that's a that's a lot of snow for any for anybody you know like we closed school here in, in northern virginia we shut down school so my son goes to private school yesterday thursday and today friday shut it down you know how much snow we have outside less than an inch there's like a quarter of an inch of powder <laughs> outside so like i i i, I kind of like i don't know i don't understand why people are getting so upset with texas plus i mean when was the last time texas got a snowstorm like had you how long have you lived in texas for my whole life
2: 26 years
0: and how many times have it snowed out there
2: uh, it snowed once maybe when i was around <laughs> yeah. 10 12 uh but it was like within the same day and it wasn't even that many inches um it was like less than six inches for sure, and it was just like a one-day thing. Uh, it rained. I mean, it rained. It snowed again when I was in college, uh, one hour east of Dallas, like East Texas, Northeast Texas. It rained when I was in college there for like a couple of days. But I mean, that's it's already like up north, so it's kind of expected a little yeah. bit, well, yeah. more more than down here.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> three Crazy. times with this one. Crazy man. And so you mentioned yeah. you don't have you don't so you don't. Have, did you just get power back?
2: Yesterday, yeah. Damn. Around 2 p.m. or well, yeah, like 24 hours ago.
0: So how long did you lose power for?
2: About 50 hours.
0: 50 hours. So over two days. Yeah. No over power. two days. Damn, man. How did, you, how did your business run? Like, how did you run your business with no power?
2: I mean, well, I was doing everything through the phone, through yeah. both of my phones, my personal and my business phone, cell phone that I have for the new number here in Austin. Um, to charge it, I mean, I was literally going outside to the car, turning it on, chilling there for about an hour, waiting for them to recharge, both of them, and, uh, you know, come back inside and do what I got to do. But I I don't get as much done, you know, as when there's power. Yeah. Um, And I didn't really, like, leave anywhere to do, like, any any work or, or any estimates or anything like that. So I was just doing everything, you know, like, online.
0: I love that you went to your car to charge your phone. Like that's some straight (laughs) that's some innovation right there. Like when we when people talk about pivoting, right, which is like the new cool buzzword of like the last twelve months, right. Everybody's pivoted in some some form or fashion, but that's it right there. Like that is when you lose power, go start your damn car and plug your phone in so you can still work. Like that's props to that man. Like that's that's the serious that's the grind.
2: Yeah, yeah and I, I, I had my laptop whenever the power went on, my laptop was maybe like 40% charged so I literally drained the battery of my laptop just to charge my phone hmm. at first but then when my laptop died that's when I would go to the car and do that
1: yeah
2: um and and then and then whenever I got actually and then I went to my work vehicle and I got down this speaker that I have uh that you can you can turn it on like with the with one of those like the D wall batteries for the power tools. So it has a USB that allows me to charge my phone too. So you know I was still jamming and charging my phone at the same time.
0: <laughs> Damn man. That's crazy. Well, uh, stay safe out there, man. And that's that is wild. So snowstorm aside, and we know that you're 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 making do out there and that's awesome. But let let's talk about let's take it back in time before the snow before 2020 and, and let's talk about your backstory and, and I understand that you grew up a soccer player and that's what brought you out there. So tell me a little bit about your, you growing up, um, 10 years old, right? You were an electrician. Is that, is that correct? So tell me about your backstory and growing up and, uh, ultimately what led you to, to what you're doing now.
2: Yeah, man. So, uh, I started playing soccer, maybe around like seven years old. Um, so that was my whole like early childhood, right? That was my sport. That's what I did. I know a lot of people got into many sports. Soccer was my only sport, like outside of school. Uh, in elementary, you know, I just did like track, uh, middle school. I did some track in middle school soccer, but I mean, I grew up playing soccer throughout my middle school, high school, college, semi-pro, right? But I started playing soccer at a very young age and then, you know, came uh Being an electrician at 10 years old, my dad has his own company. So during the Christmas break, summer vacation, spring break, like all these vacations that we would have from school, I would go to work with him, right? So I didn't have like the the normal vacation time like all of my other friends. You know, I was just busy working. If I wasn't playing soccer, I was was working. Um, So my dad always taught me with this, he raised me with this mentality of, like, it's okay if, if you don't, like, want to be an electrician or you don't want to have your own company, you know, growing up. But just just grow up, like, with the idea of whatever your career is going to be. Uh, just make sure that you have the mindset of, like, you're going to go in, like, being the business owner of whatever you're doing, right? So, like, and he repeatedly kept on telling me that. So he grew up, he, he raised me with this mindset of, like, thinking entrepreneurial, and, uh, because of that, I always knew that I was going to, you know, have a business. I knew that I was going to be successful, you know, which I'm not yet, but I, like, I know I still know I am, but I first had that, the thoughts that, oh, I know, I know I'm going to be successful, but I just don't know what I'm going to do yet. But I just know I am in like late middle school, or early high school. Um, but I give my dad credit for, for that, for, for him, uh, raising me like that. And, uh, but really like my mindset was, was, uh, trying to become a professional soccer player all the way until like maybe like last year, dude, like 2020. So I've always, you know, wanted like being a professional soccer player. Like that was my thing. That's what I wanted to do. You know, I went to college to play soccer and I just like stopped working throughout like a whole semester just to go play soccer. I came back home, you know, and I just started working again. Uh, I ended up moving to Houston 20 June 2018. And the reason that I moved was to play soccer for us like practice uh during the summer for a semi-pro team. Right. So like that's my main focus. Like I just went to go play soccer. Uh, but by 10 by, by 10 a.m. each each day I was already done with soccer practice you know, cause I started like at eight from eight to 10, you know, I was already done. Yeah. So like the whole day I was bored. I didn't have anything to do. So I was like, well, let me just start looking for work, you know, that way I can get some money. Cause at that time I wasn't making any money. Uh, let me just find some work so I can make some money and not be bored the whole day. Right. So I started it not really with the intention of making it a business, but just, you know, get, getting some extra cash. And, uh, I was, I lived like that for 2000 and the whole, The second half of 2018 and then 2019, um, just like having the business, but not really uh, going out of finding the business, just like waiting it it to come to me. But, you know, my main thing was soccer. Yeah. You know, so my mind was like in sports.
0: It was more of a side hustle at that point, right? Yeah. It hadn't really taken over.
2: yeah for sure as as but once i kept on getting busier you know then i started to realize that that like i need to stop pretty much like i need to stop playing soccer and focus more on the business because it's what's bringing in the money right now you know what i'm saying yeah like like i'm not at the age i was already 23 24 like i i wasn't at the at the age where i can still focus on you know trying to make soccer and you know the money would come later you know, like I had expenses I got to get paid and stuff like that. I had to register my business as a, like an entity, right? So I was paying like taxes and stuff like that. So, so like 2020, whenever I was like the COVID, the lockdown happened in 2020, like that's really when I had like the whole mindset shift because at that point I had been listening to uh, Andy Priscilla and Gary V's podcast for about a year. Uh, so when all this COVID lockdown happened, it wasn't planned, but I started to do, that was my first attempt at 75 hard. Um, so that really, the 75 hard, I mean, that prevented me from like doing, wasting time, like doing stuff that's not productive and made me focus on stuff like working out twice a day, reading a book, uh, waking up early to get like the workouts in drinking my full gallon of water, uh, eating healthy, you know, so so that 75 part I really credit it for, like, just changing my mindset completely and uh, making me now, like, focus more on the business rather than soccer, uh, even though, like, it, you know, it hurts me that I'm not playing anymore right now, but, but I mean, you know, I think, I think it's for the better. Uh, eventually I'm going to start playing again. I just, I don't know when.
0: Yeah. It's a, it's a tough transition, man. Getting when when sports has been like a defining thing of you your whole life. So I, I I grew up playing sports. Um, I love sports. I still play sports in a sense that, but like adult leagues, you know what I mean? Because like I, I have to be competing, I guess. And that's why I like entrepreneurship is because I feel like it's a competition every day. Whereas like when I was working for other people, uh, which some of the businesses that I worked for were great businesses. It was just it didn't fit, like who I am, you know what I mean? Like like internally, that that competitive drive and that competitive nature that I have that I get from sports. And shout out Andy versella and seventy five Hearts. I have my my water jug right here. I'm on day. <laughs> uh, I think I think t- today is forty nine. Uh, day forty nine. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, dude, it's a struggle, man. That that mindset that comes with seventy five hard yeah, is is great. So, pair you said 75 hard was what changed your mindset, but I would argue that growing up an athlete, there are certain mindsets that athletes have, whether it's getting up, so you mentioned you had practice from 8 o'clock until, what, 10 o'clock? Is that what you said?
2: Yeah, whenever I moved to Houston to, to uh, practice for that semi-protein.
0: Yeah, so that that's practice starts at 8, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, and so you're getting up at like what, like six o'clock, seven o'clock or something like that to make practice. Obviously, you're not getting up at like 745 and like running down the street to go like because you got to stretch and do all of this stuff, right? So it it I think that athletes and athletics in general, and you don't have to be a semi-pro athlete. Obviously, you were, but athletics at any level, I feel like instills a lot of different values in you. It instills schedule. You have to like work around different things. And it puts a lot of your how you push yourself on, on internal conversations with yourself and then teamwork and all the other stuff that comes along with it too. Right. Teamwork's cool, I guess. But like how, (laughs) how much do you like now in entrepreneurship, how much do you attribute to like life as an athlete or growing up with sports? Do you see that correlation at all?
2: Yeah, I think there's a huge correlation. I just don't think that there's many on uh, many athletes that have like so I think the athletes, there's like two different types of mindsets that you can have at that, have as athletes. Um, one, like the one that I have now where I was an athlete first and then I turned entrepreneur. And then like I look back and I'm like, oh, shit, like this, it correlates, you know, like there's yeah. a whole bunch of similarities between it. And uh, like the compet- being competitive, you know, working as a team, you know, you can't win by yourself um being to the discipline, showing up to practice, putting in the work, you know, how you sh- how you put the work in practice, that's how you're gonna do in the games, right? Championship yeah. games and all that. Um or like if if or the person that's has been just in sports, I, I don't feel like they have that deep thoughts yet. As in like I have to like think outside the box. You know, they a lot of them still think that it's that because of them you know they they won or whatever yeah that like that type of of deal
1: like that more hyper focused
0: approach is that what you like a more like i'm here for for sports kind of a thing and less of a big picture yeah
1: yeah
2: and and yeah like there's a whole bunch of things to it but i think like if you're just an athlete like like growing up around other people that are just been, been at least like you just have, like you just think in this like closed mindset, right. Mm. Within the sport. But if you, if you, if you've experienced like entrepreneurship as well, then you're able to like get outside that, that box and just see like similarities that correlate between the two things. Like, like there's a whole bunch of, there's a whole bunch of uh, things to it. Um, mm
0: yeah so yeah, so like, when when growing up so you so you think that just so i'm understanding you, you you attribute your entrepreneurship journey more to your father than you do to like ath- any athletic training that you went through which i'm not saying either one is right but i'm i'm just wondering like yeah for like because i i have the both ways right? like my parents are very entrepreneurial and then i played sports not at the same level you did not even close but I I and I think that I gather it from both ways. I think it's an interesting take that you have on athletes because y- you're right. Like not every athlete just because you're an athlete doesn't mean that you're cut out to be an entrepreneur. You know, it's yeah. it's different. It's a different mindset. It's a different set of skills. Um, I, I guess I never took it that way. I guess I was just re- re- relying on like my own journey and kind of looking back and and taking a look at the way that I went through sports and just being like, well pushing myself, the competition, getting uncomfortable. Like those are all things that I learned from sports that I think directly correlate to entrepreneurship. But you're right. Like a lot of athletes are very narrow-minded in to say like, I just have to train. Like I'm not going to worry about like relationships. I'm not going to worry about building myself in any other way. Like that's why you see a lot of athletes who are just not good at school they don't pay school any attention. They just, whereas they will be severely disciplined and dedicated in the weight room. But when it comes to the classroom, they're not disciplined because they're so hyper-focused that they don't think of big picture. So that's, a, that's an interesting take, man. Like, so, wow. Okay. Well, you, you kind of blew my mind there a little bit. Cause I, I, I didn't really like put those two together. You know what I mean? Like I was always kind of looking at entrepreneurship and athletics, like almost as like parallels. And I, I it, yeah. thought,
2: Yeah, I mean it it is, but like I just figured out things like once I got deep into business and I started surrounding myself with you know, I got into Arte, I got into Apex, I got into uh, podcast Powertrain, uh I just started going to these, you know, live events, like meeting people like in person and and surrounding myself with people that are doing, you know, millions of dollars in yeah, sales and stuff that like next that. Next level. Uh yeah the next level you know like i just learned like i learned so much so many different things that you know if i go play soccer again um like i see things different during the game now right so like i have a friend that he so he he, he was working with me last year in houston and he plays with well he plays with me in that team in in houston also right that's why that's why i met him so if he has a bad game, you know he's a forward. He's he's the guy that's you know focused on shooting and scoring and all this good stuff, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: To to bring up the score, right? So if he has a really bad game, you know he brings himself down, like oh man, you know I could've done better. You know I missed this. It's like he like he, he dwells himself like too much on on you know everything that he messed up during the game. Yeah. And, and and now like what I learned being like heavy, heavy into like personal development and entrepreneurship, you know, like you can't do that to yourself when when in the past, like I, w- I would do that to myself, like just as an athlete. Oh, man, I had a bad game, you know, damn, you know, and I'm just there like the whole day, you know, thinking about it, you know, about the bad things that I did that what I did to cause you know, the game and and now being like so heavily involved in the entrepreneurship, personal development world. You know, like, we had a bad game one of these in December. And I told them, like, dude, like, you can't. Like, it's just one game, bro. Like, you know, it's all good. Like, we still won, I think, or we tied. But, like, we didn't lose. And I'm like, dude, like, it's all good. You know, like, it happens to everybody. Like, you know, just lift your head up. And, you know, the other games, you know, you'll have a good game. You know, that's what it is. That's what it is in, in business, too. Right? So, and then I think, like, two weeks later or so, we had another game. And we won. 3-0 against the team that's that has won the conference like year after year, dude. We beat them 3-0 uh, This season has been the best season that we've had being like a team. That's like three years old And like the some at the semi-pro level. So like that's impressive
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, This guy this guy scored all three goals <laughs> So pretty much, you know, like because of him we won and and I told him, like, well, I told his brother because his brother always goes to the games and he goes to practices too, but he's not really, like, part of the team, but he's just there to help you out. And I told him, like, yo, I told him, I told him, uh, this guy, like, remember a couple a couple of weeks ago, the game that we, that we had that this guy missed and he, like, you know, put him his, he was putting himself down and all this, like, you have, like, there's times that you have games like that where you do very bad but then there's games that you bounce back and you have games like this where it's like you, this is your best game. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. you can't like dwell on like the the past or like the L's that, that you have taken because you just have to like work towards, you know, the next game and just focus on improving there, you know. But you might be at the very bottom of the dip one day and then the next day you'll be at the very top. You know, and it's it's like that between both like business and sports and before like I didn't see it like that you know that's one thing that I realized being heavily involved in business now
0: yeah yeah that's a big correlation where you're like because so oftentimes so I was having this conversation actually uh, today with my wife where it was like so oftentimes people are like oh we think about life and we're like uh like the the main focus in life should be to be happy right well kind of you know like that's kind of true that we should all be happy, right? Like you see that all over the internet, right? Don't worry, be happy, right? There's songs about it and shit. But it's like you can't be happy all the time. And if you're not happy, like if you're not winning, to put it in that sense, right? You didn't have a good game, even even if you guys won, and you're like, damn, man, I had a crap game, like. But yeah, like you can't get too low, and you and at the same time though, you can't get so high that like that's yeah. all you think about. You know, you have to be like very like keep that mind state where you're. You're almost even keeled, like you're content almost in a way, but still driven. It's a fine line to walk, man, where it's like, all right, because you know that if you're on top, like I think Tom Brady does that really well, where he'll be on top really well. Like he'll be winning and doing all kinds of stuff, but he's straight faced, you know? Yeah. And when Tom Brady is losing, he's straight faced, you know? And, And it's like, you have to have that in business too, where it's like, oh, you just lost your major client straight faced. You know?
2: Yeah, so he's the best. <laughs>
0: that's right. That's that's right, man. So when you when you got into building your business, let's 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 take it there now. When you got into building your business, like you had you had said that you started it kind of like, almost like on accident or like as a side hustle and then building it up from there. So at what point were you like, man, I I could do this full time or I should do this full time?
2: Um, well, 2019, I was already doing it like full time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't because I was like my full time gig, you know, and then I would, the afternoons or evenings, seven, was it like 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. or so, or 8 to, or 8 to 10 p.m. That's when when practice would happen, right? So during the day, you know, I had my, you know, electrical business, that's what I was doing, and then nighttime was soccer, you know, so I can still, you know, balance both. But I guess I guess between like 2019 and 2020 is like when I realized like, like I'm, I'm getting too old for this soccer stuff. I mean I can <laughs> still go I can still go, bro, right? because I was at that time, and still to this day, like I'm still getting like better and better. like I haven't played dude, in December, like probably early December, you know, so it's been like two months. Yeah, I haven't played, I haven't practiced. If I go play right now, if they go invite me? Like, if I go play with a semi-pro team in Houston, like, I'm I'm pretty confident that I can do pretty well. I've, like, I'm pretty confident that I can do, like, I can play at that level that I was, you know, mm-hmm. in December. Because that's what I was doing. Like, I was I was in December, like, that last time that I played, like, I hadn't practiced in, like, weeks, dude. You know, and, and once I went back to playing, you know, like, an actual game, you know, I was, like, at the, I was still at that level as everybody else you know i was still fit i was still working out doing the 75 hard and stuff like that so i was still fit you know eating well um so like i'm still pretty confident that i can do something but i don't know man like during 2019 2020 like i just that's when i'm like if there's like an 18 year old that comes in and and it's like and i might be better than him but he's still you know like like down here a little bit Right. Like they're going to choose him over me, you know, cause he has like, what, six years of advantage over me. Yeah. So at that time I'm like, well, you know, I'm getting older. So these 18, 19 year old players that come in and are, that may not be like that good, a, that good as me, but you know, we'll be like almost there, you know, they're going to choose him over me. So because of that, like I just started to shift little, little by little more into focusing on business, you know, listening to like Andy and Gary v. Um, like that's just really just made me go, go harder into business, you know, because I, that gave me the confidence that I know that I could build something big, which is what I always wanted to do.
0: Yeah. Dude, that, that is, um, so a lot of the reason why I started my business is similar. Like, I, so I'm in the, I'm a developer, right. And the older the developer gets technology changes, all kinds of other stuff changes. Right. And, my rate to a company would increase, right? Knowledge, I'm getting more certifications, like I've been around longer, maybe like life, like I'm married got kids, right? I got a lot more to deal with that somebody who is uh, employing me has to deal with that other added factors, right? Whereas they could grab somebody fresh out of college, probably not as good as me, you know, I'll say they're not as good as me, but they know like the new trends. They know the new software. And then they, that's where you're talking about that gap where you're like, yeah. what's the gap really worth? And so, dude, I, I say it all the time that like I don't have much time. I'm 34. I don't have much time left like in the field as a straight-up developer because there's my, it could be my son. My son's 10, right? In 10 years, my son's going to be better than I am because he grew up doing this stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm yeah. slowing down. That was what pushed me too, man, into it was, look, I got to take care of me and I got to put, put the advantage back in my hands because otherwise if I, if, if I rely on the field and I put my future in somebody else's hands, they're going to go with the cheaper route because they're running a business, yeah. you know? So when you're starting up your business, did, uh, who did you, I I, I know you were listening to podcasts and stuff like that, but when you were first starting out, did you turn, in, turn to anybody and building it up or like, did your dad play a part in that or anything?
2: Uh, He did. Um, but very minimal because we weren't living in the same, you know, I, well, I moved to Houston. I was five and a half hours away, mm. you know? So, I mean, I did talk with him, you know, with the idea of like looking for work and starting, you know, small, you know, just doing like little jobs, just to, like make money, you know, I didn't have that big of expenses. So, so, uh, he would always tell me if, like, if you need help, just call me, you know, like whatever you need, just call me. I mean, if I had questions about something, you know, I would call him. If I needed help pricing something, that was my biggest struggle was the pricing. Cause I didn't know how to price, especially not in Houston. Cause that's like way bigger. Um like it's way more expensive there, but you know, he would have just helped me out mainly with that, you know, as far as like having a business or somebody guiding me towards the right direction. Like not really, um, I just, I just, you know, did whatever whatever I thought I needed to do and what I thought was right. You know, I started it with no business plan, no nothing. You know, I literally just started. Um, but my dad was there, you know, to help me with these like little things along Pointing the way. The right that, direction. Yeah, like as far as like the little things, you know, like the like pricing stuff, um, talking to people, stuff like that.
0: So you said that you you started it without like a the uh, what the um like a business like a what was it the when you're writing out a bit I I started without one too that's why I'm blanking on the name it was like a business plan I didn't start with a business yeah. plan either I know people who are like oh I have to write out this huge business plan before I get started like what what is your t- like obviously you did it without a business plan do you think it was harder because you didn't have a business plan. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but I think that that's an advantage too, because I didn't take too much time in, you know, wanting to start. Yeah. I, I think if I would have gone the route of, oh, well, let me do, let me have a business plan first. I would have focused too much time on having like the perfect, you know, everything,
1: yeah. you
2: know, along the way. And then I would have started like a year later, you know, so having the advantage of, I like I think it's an advantage of starting without a business plan because it's now it's like, if I want to do something, like I just start, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I don't have anything holding me back as in, like if I wanted to start a podcast, you know, I first two episodes before I got into sex group, like I started it in June. Mm-hmm. Right. But I, I wasn't like really, I didn't make time for it. So I dropped one episode, June, one July. Then I went ghost till about like November or something. So I joined sex group and I was like, well, look, I'm going to go all in now. Um, I did, my episodes my first two episodes with my airpods on Mm. you know like i didn't i didn't go out and buy a mic first just to make sure you know i had like the sick ass setup and all this so like i feel like the starting with no business plan was an advantage for me um because if i want to just start something like i could just start it you know i don't want to i'm not gonna wait to have like the perfect knowledge about something or have the perfect equipment or whatever you know So like, I I don't think it slowed me down in starting. I think it slowed me down once I like started.
0: Yeah. As long as you're not, and I I, I feel the same way. So I'm big on just doing, just starting. Now I I did go and write like procedures and put together the way that I wanted the business to function. But in terms of like an overall business plan, I never, I never put one together. Still don't have one today. (laughs) I don't, I, um, I, I'm more of the team of like, go do it and fail forward and you'll figure it out along the way, which I'm the opposite yeah. when it comes to like project management, which is interesting, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, with a business plan and anyone who's listening to this, right? We're not saying don't start, don't write a business plan. Cause if that's the way that you think and function, cool, then do it. Yeah. But I think what you're saying and, and what I say is don't let a business plan get in the way of you starting don't let it be an excuse as to you not to get started sure so you had mentioned that you that you had had a little bit of help in getting in getting started and that or or your your business and had questions and stuff like that right and then your podcast that we'll talk about here in a second you had you you mentioned that getting in Zach Babcock's group which is uh what is it is it a podcast powerhouse is that what it's called or chain Powertrain, make sure make sure we get that on there for Zach, so that we get a, a nice drop. From him. So for the for yeah, that yeah. for that group, how how much like influence did that group have on what it is that you're doing? Like how much did you rely on? Because you mentioned that you're in Arte, and you're in um, what was the other one you're in? Apex. Apex.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, Arte and Apex, and then Powerhouse, or uh, Powertrain rather. How much like just being around other entrepreneurs? How much did that influence, like? your learning curve, you know what I mean? Like from being by yourself to like now being, by, being around others, you had mentioned a little bit on your podcast, but did it help with your business as well?
2: It did. Uh, especially when we had the, <laughs> the, what's called the, the mastermind uh, last month in Florida, you know, being around Zach and his team and, and seeing like the different roles that everybody has in the business, you you know, like, my my dad, he has his team, but they're all technicians. Like, he does, like, the whole, like, office side of it. Like, he doesn't have, like, he doesn't do any marketing and stuff like that, but he writes the estimates, he meets the customers, he schedules all the other work. You know, so that's the way that I, you know, grew up seeing him run his business, uh, being around, like, Zach and his team and seeing that everybody has different roles in the business. Uh, meeting Thomas and... uh some of the other dudes on there that already, you know, run million dollar businesses and seeing like them have their teams and stuff like that, like that made me realize that I like, well, first I can't do everything. Yeah. You know, like I can't grow if I do everything, you know, and I had been doing everything. I like, I still am doing a lot of stuff. Um, That made me realize that I need to delegate more stuff to other people, you know, and, and I, like, I got, I got a VA and then I got, now I have a friend that's helping me out with, uh, podcasting, like editing the videos and stuff that, you know, I'll be dropping like on, on YouTube and I'm doing like these like little mini clips, like 60 second clips, you know, for IG, Facebook type of deals. Um, I have, uh, I hired a bookkeeper, um, from some dude that's, that's part of Arte because like, I hate doing all that stuff. So, you know, I let them take care of all that Mm -hmm. stuff. So i' don't have to break i don't have to be breaking my head doing all that stuff um, and I realized that i'm i'm the visionary like i I can't integrate stuff. my head starts hurting whenever I try to like you know put pieces together and stuff like that i'm a visionary and and I learned that getting into the sex group pretty much and being a part of like the nine people that are part of like the the people that you know we we hang out in the mastermind. Mm-hmm. Like, I I learned that from them, you know, and I just read Thomas's book, and I'm just like, dude, like, like, I feel like this is it, you know, like, this is what, this is, reading Thomas's book is like reading my early days in the business, dude, it's like the exact same thing, (laughs) and I'm like, holy shit, man, like, that really woke me up and realized, like, what I need to implement in my business to get away from it, and to, like, do more things that bring you know value like you know doing this podcast interview with you or you know getting you on my podcast you know and putting podcasts out there you know because that's what spreads the word you know it
1: mm-hmm.
2: it making those connections and stuff so like dude, that i got so much value from that group since november dude it's been like four months
0: <laughs> yeah dude, dude I, I am a huge believer in getting into groups and just being around others that And you can minimize struggle that way, right? So exactly what you just said, right? You you read a book, and that dude was basically outlining everything that your business has been through, right? Like you're like, damn man, like I just dealt with that. Yes, like you're you're like reading my mind somehow. Like that's how I felt. (laughs) I I read that book, um, Profit First, and dude, like like the first like two chapters, I'm like, holy shit! Like this dude is is saying everything that I went through when I was starting my business, like this is crazy just to like hear somebody else has been through the same thing. Cause when you're an entrepreneur, sometimes that you feel it like you feel like you're lonely, like nobody else understands, like you don't oh, get dude, yeah. like like you don't get it, like, like you don't understand the struggle. And then you get in these groups of other entrepreneurs and they're all like asking the same questions. And you're like, yo, yes, I can answer that because I went through that shit too. Like, that's crazy. Like, let's talk, let's chat about it. And you start meeting these people. And that's when, everybody starts growing you realize you're not alone right if if you let's bring it back to athletics real quick training by yourself and training with a group i've always i was always pushed harder when training with a group than i ever was training by myself like i training by myself i was like "Eh, i'll make excuses like this sucks yeah training with a group you're like oh he's doing it i can do that oh he's running faster than me well i better like push myself more you know so I, I think running, I think running in groups, entrepreneurs, athletics, whatever, whoever, whoever you are, I, if you're an entrepreneur and you're a solopreneur, get in a group. If you're an entrepreneur, find you know, and then you have a team, get with your team as much as possible, right? Like just meet and just talk. Um, and if you're an athlete, you go train in a group man, or get a trainer or something. I don't know. I'm not a trainer, but find one. <laughs> so, man, dude, I, yeah, dude. I, I've loved this conversation, man. Uh, how can people find you? How can people listen to Breakthrough Society?
2: Oh, it's on, uh, iTunes and Spotify and all these other platforms. Um, they just have in break society and, and it's the only one that comes up <laughs>
1: nice.
2: that. And, uh, I have a, I have a Facebook group that they can join, um, that, you know, I've been growing slowly Facebook group or Instagram, you know, I have an account there. So they nice. can tell my name or type, type the name of uh, breakthrough society and it'll pop up. It's the only one there.
0: That a boy. Well, uh, Evan, I appreciate you, man. It's been an awesome conversation. And uh, I'll talk to you probably like five times this week because we sync <laughs> up on, on Clubhouse and we're in the same group. So I appreciate you hopping on, man. And uh, I love what you're doing. You're crushing it over there. Keep crushing it, man. Yeah, man. Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, buddy. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Innovare Podcast. You can listen to all episodes at InnovarePodcast.com, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever your podcasts are found. If you enjoy watching podcasts, check us out on YouTube for a visual behind-the-scenes look at all Innovare Podcast episodes. We have recently released a community of entrepreneurs. Find us on Facebook at Innovare Mindset. That's Innovare mindset to join the private group of entrepreneurs changing the world. Until next time, guys, See ya.